Welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Ribbon. This podcast is brought to you by Pete's Car Smart Kia. These guys are not here just to sell you a car, but they believe in building relationships with their customers and the community. Visit their website at petescarsmartkia.com and be sure to follow them on their social media platforms as well. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Beyond the Ribbon. My name is Ryan Parnell and as always, I'm joined by my co-host and oncology nurse, Pam McMillan. Man, Ron, can you believe another week has gone by? You know, they come by so fast. And uh, again, I say Tuesday is always my favorite day. That's right. You know, um, you and I have scratched our heads, um, had brainstorming ideas, and been totally frustrated. Many times. (laughs) Many times. Many times. But I think the one thing that has really boggled my mind is why do we not have more men who participate here at the center? Yeah, I, uh, yeah, yeah. And that you're right. I'm almost, um, I, I was almost stumped there, which I think most of our listeners would say, no, he's speechless. Finally. <laughs> it finally happened. Finally it happened. I think Pam, you, you hit it right on the head. You know, we've, we've done a lot of things. We've done some fun activities some creative things and us guys, and I throw myself into that category. We are, we are really hard headed sometimes, but I'm telling you, Pam, once again, we always say what about trying to go to the experts and go to people to provide good information. So uh, maybe if you're a woman and you're listening to today's podcast, hit pause, um, go grab your husband. um, If it's a caregiver or maybe send a message or send an email to a male who's a a cancer survivor or going through treatment and let them know about this because we have someone today, Pam, we're super excited. This is actually someone that um, we did not have to work very hard to find. We actually were told about uh, Trevor by uh, Dr. Cardenas and uh, we're super excited to have uh, Trevor Maxwell he is, um, well, I'm going to let him tell you what he is, but he operates a program uh, that's going to speak to this today. Trevor, how are you, sir? I am doing really well. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Pam. Great to meet you guys. Um, yeah. Psyched to be here. Awesome. Well, we are psyched to have you. Um, again, we always like to kind of say no pressure. Uh, we do consider what you're doing um, to be in that expert field because uh, you've been there. You're going through it. And you're leading the charge, leading the wolf pack. I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You are leading the pack um, in the charge of men to stand up and be a part of activities and programs and, and man up to cancer. So talk to us about your journey and let's just start there. Yeah. So just, just first and foremost, um, man up to cancer is basically just calls on men to not isolate when they're going through the cancer journey. I mean, it's really as simple as that, because as, as yeah. you started out the show with, that's what men tend to do. They tend to crawl into their man caves when they're faced with, um, you know, guys like problems that are easily fixed, like, you know, a, a leaky pipe, something going on with the car whatever. But then cancer comes along and it's like, oh boy, this is, this is a little much. And they tend, if there's something like that, they tend to withdraw. They don't want to be a burden on others. They don't want to, um, to feel like they're pulling anybody else down. So in general, and we're going to speak in generalities today. Yeah. I always yeah. have to put out the caveat. Um, you know, everyone's different, but you know, and in an ideal world, 
men would just flock to centers like yours and others, because guess what? Men do need help when they're going through cancer. They need help with mental health. They need help with networking. They need help with um, finding the right people to get second opinions, all that kind of stuff that you don't get when you're isolating. They do need trouble is, you know, we got to change the culture to get there. Yes. I. So, so yeah, go ahead. You're totally right. I mean, obviously you're right. Um, and, and we've, we've attempted to change a little bit of a culture. Um, you know, it's interesting too, because, uh, you know, you, you talk when you talk about cancers in general, most of the time, uh, the number one cancer that's diagnosed, like in our region, for the most part, has always been breast. And yeah. uh, of course, that's 99.9% female. There is the, the percentage that is male breast cancer, but naturally, that's, that's a woman's cancer. Um, and then closely behind that usually is prostate. Of course, that's a male cancer. And um, in fact, here in our town, um, lung cancer has now surpassed uh, breast cancer as the number one cancer in our region. And that, of course, we know is both sexes. And so, um, yeah, right. there's, there's a large pool of men who, um, as you said, isolate and struggle. Yeah. And again, in that sort of ideal world that we all envision, guys would be reaching out and connecting, getting the help they need. But what we see in the, in the data and also just anecdotally, and I can tell you as a cancer patient for three plus years, what we see is that that doesn't happen. So man up to cancer really is kind of filling that niche to say, here's the real world in which there's a lot of men out there are struggling and they do need help, but maybe they don't have a place for them where they feel comfortable or, or maybe they need encouragement in different ways. And so man up to cancer is a online support community. Um, it is, I, I have a podcast, I have a website with some resources that are hopefully going to build those out more this year. Um, but the heart and soul of Man Up to Cancer really is also this Facebook group that we have. We have um, more than a thousand men now. We started it. Um, I, I created the group. And then very soon after creating it, um, Joe Bullock from North Carolina, another colorectal cancer patient, really came in guns a blazing and has really been responsible for growing most of the group so that I can spend time doing the, the public facing stuff because the private, the group is private, but anyone any man impacted by any cancer, whether you're a patient, survivor, or caregiver, basically the our man up to cancer Facebook group is a home for you to come back, come at, sort of like the the lodge, the guy's lodge for people facing cancer. Yeah, kick up, kick up your feet, you know, have a soda or a beer or whatever you do, and, and just converse with other guys who are facing very similar things. So, in a nutshell, that's that's it, and, and this is all types types of cancer. Um, to your point, and shout out to the male breast cancer folks who have come in to our group as well that have been looking for a place like that as well. And and there's lots of reasons why men need a, a guy-only space. And um, one of those is just there's a lot of guys from a lot of different backgrounds who just don't feel comfortable in a co-ed space, maybe sharing all of their darkest fears or vulnerabilities or feelings. And we've been seeing that a lot. Um, so yeah, so create the created the group right around the start of 2020. So it's been almost a year and a half. And we have guys from every state and like six or seven different countries and guys just coming in and, and really enjoying the environment that we have there. Yeah. So Trevor, you mentioned that you are a cancer patient, cancer survivor. Um, tell our listeners a little bit about your journey and what, yeah. what you're dealing with. Yeah, absolutely. So I have been living with, with the emphasis on living with metastatic stage four colon cancer since March of 2018. So a little over three years. And, and I should, before I get into that story a little bit, 
have to, you know, I should always start with my family. I've failed today. Um, my wife, Sarah, are, are old, about to be 16, Sage, and Elsie's about to be 14 this summer. So we live in Cape Elizabeth, Maine. So this is my this is my purpose. This is everything to me right here, my family, being a, a husband and dad. So that sets everything up. So I was 41 years old at diagnosis. Some family history of colon cancer, but very late in life, 60s and 70s. Nothing to suggest I should have had any red flags. And unfortunately for me, my only symptom was fatigue to the point where I finally, you know, most guys don't talk to their doctors, right? Right. We don't. Uh, most guys don't go to the doctor. Do, right. I had this I had this conversation the other day with like a, a cousin of mine who's like, yeah, this toothache because I've had it for like on and off for like, I'm like, how long? Really? Two years. Like, I won't go to the dentist though. Why? Because I'm afraid of what he's going to tell me. Right. You know, what a, what a logical response, right, guys? You know, Trevor, I'm going to interrupt you for two seconds because um, Pam and I have had this discussion it, and, and now we can lump men in with yes. nurses because nurses are just as bad. Oh, burn. About oh, that. Um, and Pam would agree. I'm not I'm not throwing Pam under the bus. Pam would agree. Um, nurses are fantastic people. They're awesome, but they are the worst patients. <laughs> they're the exact same way. And I'm, I'm, I'm throwing myself in, in that bucket that you just described, Trevor. And I think maybe for us, um, just like males, we want, we're fixers. We want to mm. fix it. Um, we don't want to deal with it, but we'll fix it. So you're probably, it's probably the worst as if you're a male that is a nurse, then you're doubly bad, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like a more formal rebuttal is going to be coming probably at some point from Pam. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So the past three years have been quite a whirlwind, um, you know, total shock at first with the diagnosis. And then it was just right into the shoot. Like I haven't had a break really. So I, I've had colon resection. So colon surgery. Um, and sometimes when we talk about the colon, I almost forget, like, I wasn't exactly even sure what that was when I was diagnosed. Like, I wasn't familiar with my intestines and my anatomy. So for those who don't know, colon is your large intestine, very, very common site. Colorectal cancer, which combines colon cancer and rectal cancer, is a very common cancer. It just we don't have the, the headlines that you hear with. No offense to my breast cancer warriors. Love all of you. In fact, some of you are my favorite freaking people in the world. Um, but breast cancer gets all the pink in the press and colon cancer, you know, it's like, ooh, who wants to talk about that? Um, so colon surgery, uh, two open liver surgeries. I've done, I did chemo three years ago. Then I did immunotherapy for the past year and a half. And now I'm going, I, I'm gone on. Last week I went back on uh, punch me in the face <laughs> chemo um, and possibly looking at some surgical options again. So still in the thick of it, still fighting um, and still advocating but honestly, sometimes I just say I'm on bonus time too, because, you know, to be here three years out from that kind of diagnosis and to still have, you know, my goal right now is to extend my life as long as I can, but to live with as much joy and purpose as I can right here, right now. Yeah. Um, yeah in, in the thick of this. So, so that's where I'm at with my personal cancer. Wow. You know, what a, what a powerful testimony, Pam, for our listeners, um, no matter what stage of, of, of their cancer journey, uh, newly diagnosed in the, in the thick of treatment, as, as Trevor said, and then mm -hmm. even if they're finished with treatment, that that's a mantra right there in and of itself, um, living each day. 
So you got the diagnosis. It sounded like you just went through it easy breezy. When did you have that aha moment? Like maybe I could use some help or maybe I need to go yeah. to the support group. Talk Great. about, talk yeah. about my feelings. It's okay. Great question. Um, I was in like shock, you know, that like real physiologic, like it's low level. It's not like take me to the emergency room, but there was a level of shock there for a couple months at least. And then, you know, as I went into my first surgery, did chemo, then realized I was going to go for liver surgery. And so I'd say like four to six months in my mental health started deteriorating pretty rapidly. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And I have a baseline for, I've had some anxiety and depression issues in the past, which is, I mean, hello America, right? I'm, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm not alone there. Um, so when this hit, it was so, it was completely overwhelming and I developed crippling anxiety and depression to the point where I was still going through my treatment and stuff, but I was, I checked out and my family will tell you this. Like, it was like, wow, he has, he has gone away. I, I, <clears throat> the idea of passing away at an early age, not going through all those things that a father, you know, looks forward to all that stuff was just, it was overwhelming. And I got hit really hard. Fortunately, I had a spouse and kids that loved me enough to, they understood for sure, but they weren't going to let me disappear. Right. My instinct was to go to the woods. Like I'm a main, I'm a guy from Maine. <laughs> I just wanted to go up to camp and just disappear and not be a burden and, and be like, Hey, like, Oh, well just, you know, just die up here. And that was literally, <clears throat> that was literally my thought process at that point in 2018, mid 2018. But Sarah's like, get your ass up. <laughs> yeah. I don't care if you live the next six months or the next 40 years, we need you. And, and, you know, let's try to live this as best we can. And so she gave me the kick of the, in the ass that I needed to, to not do it all on my own. Cause that was impossible, but to get off my ass and get the help that I needed. And the help that I needed was other people connecting connecting online and, and in person with people going through cancer, finding groups where I felt like I wasn't the only one dealing with this, going to therapy. I found an amazing counselor right here at the Dempsey Center in Maine is a place that offers counseling, um, movement, nutrition, yoga classes, all, all sim very similar support center um, up here in Maine. And I've been able to see the same counselor since I got into that program, which has been so huge. So, um, exercise using all the tools in the box, but really it was getting out of that isolation and saying, if I'm going to recover from this mental health, I need, I need to help myself. And that's the, really the genesis of man up to cancer is that <laughs> as I started reaching out into those spaces and going to the Dempsey center and meeting people online, I'm like, where the hell are the men at? Yeah. Yeah. Am I the only one? I mean, <laughs> am, I, am I the only one struggling with cancer? That seems unlikely. What I'm hearing is maybe if you are a male survivor and your wife is hounding you, maybe you should listen to her. Maybe she's right. <laughs> you know what? That's a darn good seed right there. In fact, I, most of the listeners, not most, but a lot of listeners to my podcast are spouses or moms or sisters who are trying to get their, their guy sort of out of that funk or, or out of that isolation. Um, so yeah, I, I hear you on that. Wow. So, so Trevor, uh, you kind of hinted at this kind of the, the, the being born 
of the man up to cancer was was that really you know when you started going to the Dempsey Center was like okay I I, I do have to do something for this yeah well it's like all of my skill set from everything I've done in my life and career like I was a journalist for most of my pre- professional life and then worked in the communication field public relations so writing and communicating and I'd say like team building and that kind of stuff has always been very central to my professional life, but I never, it never really came together like it did with this. And all of a sudden, you know, again, pays to have an amazing spouse. Sarah's like, you are in the perfect position to do something for those other guys out there because you can really build a bridge between all different types of men and and people from men of different background. As they're going through this, you can really appeal to them and say like, Hey, this is my story. This is what I've been through. I maybe still be fighting cancer, but you know what? I have made a huge comeback already with my mental health. And I know how you're feeling out there. And that's huge too. That the spouse piece of it is huge too, because a lot of the men who come into man up to cancer or that I've met along the way, don't have that support at home. Right. Maybe they don't have that spouse. They don't have that partner or that, that, you know, whatever that, that team who's there to pick you up. So man up to cancer can also help to fill that void by providing real friendships um, real connections, um, real support. And and we're finding that people are in the group are finding each other in their areas and getting together. And it's really, a, it's, it's a framework of non-clinical psychosocial support that is there for people that is, it hasn't been lost on me over the past three years, how lucky I am, <sighs> especially with my family and my friends. And I know that not everyone's in that boat. So to be able to get a platform going that can help those who don't have that is humbling and something that is, gives me great purpose. Absolutely. I, 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 uh, in, in, in a similar vein, if you will, um, long story short, this kind of similar how 24 hours in the Canyon was born. It was, you go through this experience and you go, this really sucked. And I don't, I mean, we can't sit here and let this be the, the, the way it is. <laughs> That's right. And we got to do something. And and who's we, you know, and like, Oh, it's me. Well, yeah. oh, oh man, spot on. Exactly. I had that moment. I was like, and there are others for sure. I don't want to discredit anybody. Like there's other people working in this space of guys with cancer. But as I started to put my own spin on it and my own messages out there, I was like, man, there really is a void. Like, it doesn't matter how many people are doing it. We need more. <laughs> and and it was kind of like that moment where I was like, who's going to put this next thing together. And like, you, like you just said, I had that, you know, I think it's going to be me. Yeah. Um, and so that's where I really, the mission part of it. And like, I just started mapping out, what is this going to look like? What can we do with this? You know, where can we take it? And then Joe came on board and then the rest has just been like a snowball effect. You know, yeah. once you hit on something that resonates with people, you know, with your program. And it's like, you, you know, what's resonating and what isn't. Right. Right. Well, let's, so what start, let's start. The, the main difference between male survivors and female survivors. Mm-hmm. Is. Why I think are women more um, open to going to go to these programs that are available? Absolutely. It's how we're raised. It's, it's culture. You know, we're in America, men, you know, and in a lot of other cultures, generally, Boys are still raised to, you know, when we talk about, you know, uh, rub some dirt on it, you know, get back up on the horse, right? Be tougher. Generally, that's like a big problem solving approach is like, well, you know, deal with it. Um, whereas, and also to ask for help, 
still in our culture, you know, um, for a male to ask for help from other males or, or, you know, it's still an issue of status and, and um, confidence. Like there's just lots of cultural conditioning that happens with the, with the male that, that makes it so that when something like this hits, it's harder for a male to network and reach out. Whereas women in general, again, are more likely to go to their networks or have friends they can draw on or, or just get out of that isolation. And, and I've, I've done a bunch of research around this. Um, so there is, there's science that backs this up as well. Like men are in general diagnosed at a later stage. And I feel like part of it is because of that reluctance to see a doctor or have a, or, or even have a relationship with a primary care physician, right. As you get older. Um, so I think just, just the way we're brought up in terms of how we handle a crisis. Um, and again, that's, that's majority speaking. Um, but there's, so there's three factors involved here. When I really started digging into this issue of isolation, I could kind of hear people being, some people are like, you know, Hey, if a guy wants to isolate, fine. Like if he just wants to go in his man cave and disappear, like, you know, isn't that his choice? And totally, absolutely. I totally respect whatever decision someone's going to make with their journey. But let me tell you this, there's three huge reasons why if you isolate, it's not a good road to walk down. Number one is mental health. <laughs> consistently, consistently, the science shows us and our stories show us that when we isolate, our mental health deteriorates. Higher depression, higher anxiety, all those things that um, lead down the road to all kinds of problems, including substance abuse, is number one on the list. Number two is our relationships. The relationships we have with the people in our nuclear family or our friends, even our community, when we isolate because of an illness we're going through, those relationships are damaged. Sometimes they get bent. Sometimes they break. We don't want that to happen. We want our men to be able to maintain their relationships during this journey. And number three is medical outcomes. We know that men have typically worse outcomes than females with cancer. We don't know what goes into all that, but I, we do know that if men are not, if they're isolating, you're not going out there and you're not connecting with the right people. I mean, second and third opinions is huge. I cannot tell you how important second and third opinions has been to my journey for staying alive over the past three years. And how many men I've heard from who say, well, my local doctor just told me this is what we do and, and that's it. And this is what we have for options. And, you know, I'm, I'm good with that. Sometimes we press that person and be like, well, your local doctor, yeah. are they even a specialist in your type of cancer? Well, no, they're, you know, pedi they're a, they're a podiatrist, yeah, yes. <laughs> but they're a friend of the family. They know what they're talking about. And I literally have heard, maybe not that one, but some people say they've gone to like different types of doctors to get opinions. And, you know, and so this is sometimes, and I'd love for you, Ryan, to jump in on that. Cause I'm sure you've heard that a lot where guys are just willing to settle. And that type of isolation can be very damaging for your, for your outcome. Right. It, Pam, I think, I think Trevor was listening to our conversation just the other day um, where Pam and I were talking about how when someone has, and not to discredit physicians, but when someone has MD after their name or DO right. after their name, suddenly everyone takes whatever they say as the gospel. And <laughs> even though it makes like no sense and you, sometimes, I mean, I've heard, well, he's a friend of the family. Like you said, he's a friend. I don't, I don't want to make him mad. I don't, I don't, I don't want to make him mad. Yes. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to upset him. 
And this goes back to one of our early podcast episodes, and it, and it keeps bringing itself up. And our listeners are probably going, oh, here it comes again. You know, we've said countless times, survivors are their best advocate. You have to oh, speak to your doctor. Yes. You have to communicate to your physician. You have to communicate to your nurse. If you're not getting the answers to the questions, go somewhere else. You have the right. And again, I'm getting on my soapbox, Pam. No, get on it. Get on it. John, get your second opinion. You have the right to a third opinion. You have the right to a fourth opinion. You have the right as a patient Heck yeah. to go through all of this and get what you need and get the answers until you feel comfortable, not till you find what you want, right. but until you feel comfortable with what is being done for you. Well, you right. Because totally, totally on that soapbox with you. We can, we can travel around with it for sure. Um, the, and, and the issue is the, you nailed so many of the excuses we hear, but the, the one that I keep coming back to is, oh, well, you know, my local guy, I'm sure he knows the same exact thing as that person over at, you know, wherever, wherever we want to talk about, right. Some of those major centers. Right. And the fact is I've gotten opinions from all over the place and guess what? They're all some might be difference by degrees and some are difference by miles. Right. Like, so, right. right. Like you said, patients, go ahead, Pam. What's important is that it's your decision. You have to pick who you trust the most. Absolutely. And and go with it and be very confident and don't second guess that decision that you've made. Right. And, but, and to get people to know that there are decisions to be made, Mm-hmm. You know, and also the the patient to patient movement, where patients are learning in real time from other patients who are going through tri- clinical trials, yes. or doing different medications, doing different re- re- regimens. You know, I'm part of a group called Colon Town, where you can get information anytime from people who have done the exact same thing that you have. With, you know, it's yeah. There, there's that level of support out there that I think a lot of men are missing out on because they are because of the isolation issue. And, and I, I have benefited firsthand from that. You know, I, Pam, what I'd like to do is let's, let's dive in a little deeper. So our, because there's, if I'm a male and I'm listening and I'm like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to hold hands and sing Kumbaya and drink the Kool-Aid and, you know, uh, and, I, and I certainly don't want to prick my finger and, you know, we're now blood brothers. I don't want to do, I don't want to get into that <laughs> pokey, pokey stuff. So let's just throw this out there. There are about a thousand and one different ways for support and a thousand and one different ways of reaching out and getting the help that is necessary. And Trevor has three components built in with his man up to cancer. And so what I'd like to do, Trevor, is let's just let's just briefly touch on each of those three. But I also sure. want you to bring in, and I know you will, but I really I I I enjoy the the um the imagery around the wolf. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. So let's let's dive into those those if we can. Yeah. Well let me if I could just go over the wolf theme. Yes. So it's, it's very much playful for me. Like um it starts with steroids, which most of my creative, you know, creative spells usually do. Uh, so, <laughs> so I had to go on, pre- on immunotherapy causes a lot of different systemic inflammation. So I had to go on, I had to go on prednisone for a while back. 
at the end of 2019 when I was really fired up about man up to cancer. And at that point I was reading a lot about wolves and just very, I've always been fascinated with wolves. And I was watching about the wolves, um, like the restoration of wolves in Yellowstone. And the thing that struck me most about wolf culture is just how much, how much, how important the pack structure is. I mean, like, you know, like that quote, um, you know, the wolf is the strength of the pack and the pack is the strength of the wolf. And that if one of the wolves is sick or dying, there's always going to be a part of that pack that is circling that wolf to either get him to the point where he can run with the pack still, or if that wolf passes away, they will mourn for that wolf. And, and I'm just thinking, you know, for guys, guys with cancer, why aren't we the same as wolves? Why do we feel like, you know, a guy with cancer just needs to disappear of what happened to, what happened to, you know, Jim yeah, cancer, you know, well, he's just, he's off doing that cancer thing. Right. Like in a lot of ways it can feel like you do get abandoned. And so to me, I'm like, Hey, we got to create a cancer wolf pack, you know, where (laughs) you, it sucks to be, to get it, but if you're going to have it, you might as well have a a group of like-minded people to go through it with. And so that's how I came up with this idea. So the, the man up to cancer, the howling place is the group name in Facebook because it's a place for men to go howl like wolves together. And, and it was also just playful for me to enjoy the wolf themes and the motif motif and all that stuff. And so that has just, I thought people are either going to hate this and be like, this is the stupidest thing ever. Like, I don't want to be part of a cancer wolf pack or they're really going to love it. As it turns out, they really enjoy it. Yes. <laughs> I, I think the imagery is perfect. Um, unfortunately, we don't have wolves here, but we have, we have yeah, wolves. Well, we have some, yeah, we have some, we have coyotes and they do come in packs as well. And we have coyotes up here, but they're, they would be coyotes if it was from your neck of the woods. Yes. <laughs> That's a little Texan for you. Yeah, exactly. I love it. And yeah. we have a lot. Uh, and I shout out to the Texas. Oh man. Big Texas um, crew for man up to cancer. So good. I'll, I'll good. make sure to ta- tag and let, let those guys know. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, there's this private Facebook group. Right. Um, and that's the howling place. Yes. And and then you've got, you have your podcast. Yeah. Um, you know, I, that was something kind of from early on when I started getting my mental health back, I'm like, I really would love to do, cause I had done, you know, as a, I've been a writer for a long, long time. I've been blogging and I blogged for a while, but as things have gone on with my cancer, it just, it's been honestly easier for me to do a lot of talking, you know, and with a podcast, it's like, you just record it and there it is and you have it and then, you know, Hey, you know what? I'm not going to go back and edit that. That's right. So, <laughs> we know um, well. <laughs> yeah. So, so my good friends, it was so funny the day um, it was last spring. So spring 2020, I'm like, how can I, like, I really would love to develop a podcast, but I have no idea how to do it. Literally three hours later, my old friend from, I used to work at a newspaper here in Maine, Portland press Herald we've been in touch through the years, but you know, as friends, but not super close. She reaches out, hadn't heard from her in a while. And she says, you know, she's an audio technical person. She goes, I've been following you on social media. You need to have a podcast. How can we help you set this up? Yeah. And again, the, the universe just coming through. Right. Right. Yes. <laughs> and, and so she, Susie and my dear friend, Kellen Wellborn, who is my kind of co-conspirator co-host, a lot of the shows, um, they have done all the work to set me up tech. I am a caveman 
let's just put that out there with technology, not my strongest suit, but I do like to use it if I can get someone to work with me on it. Yes. And that sounds very familiar to us, right, Pam? We were like, we need to figure out a way to reach folks who are busy, have kids, they're, they're, you know, shuttling kids from soccer practice to baseball or if they're working, they don't have time to come. But yet we know we have folks that we can reach out to like you that we can say, you know what, this is fantastic information people need to know about. And what better than, you know, a 30 to 40 minute little podcast that you can listen to while you're walking on the treadmill or whatever you're Totally. Yeah. And, and and I, I've listened to a bunch of cancer podcasts. Um, you know, the, we have cancer show, Lee Silverstein, one of my heroes and mentors. Um, when I listened to his, I was like, okay, like I now there's someone that can, that I can look to in that space. Um, but as I was listening to a lot of the cancer podcasts, it, it is female dominated. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a lack of, of guys in that space and something a little more, you know, I just bring my guy vibe to it, whatever that is. And, and if it resonates with people, great. If it doesn't, but there, there, it is a niche that I felt like there was more room for, for, like I say, in the description of my show, we're going to talk about cancer, like the downs. We're, we're going to talk about, um, death and dying. We're going to talk about pain. We're going to talk, we're going to talk about the suck fest of cancer because that's on the table, but you know what? We're also going to play games like cancer patient trivia and, um, be irreverent and have fun. And you know what? Cause it's like Monty Python, right? You know, not dead yet here. Um, <laughs> we, we need places to go where we can just, just have some more fun with it. Yeah. 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 And then the website, and yeah. that seems to be a really cool place too, where folks can come and, you know, have your, your blog. They can also kind of tell their story a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Connect through that, see what the different pieces are. And the biggest thing, one of the things I hope for, for the website is one thing I've wanted to get done over the past year and a half, but haven't, not sure why I haven't done that yet, um, sure. is expand the resources more to the point where I'm really hitting on Man Up to Cancer doesn't address the, the reason why it's all cancers, all stages, everything is that there's too many groups out there and well, maybe not too many, but there's lots of places where you can go and try to science your cancer and, and learn about treatments, all you know, treatment options, science, all that stuff. Man Up to Cancer is a break from that. We don't want to sit around at Man Up to Cancer and talk about, you know, the relative efficacy of this drug versus that drug. It's not what it's about. And that's why it's all everything. But, but what we do want is if someone comes in with metastatic prostate cancer and they want resources and reliable, trustworthy organizations, websites, places to network in that area, we want them, we want to be able to say, Hey, our, our lane is this. And if you want to go science the heck out of your prostate cancer, here's some reliable places to go. Sure. And I see that happening now that, you know, I've got, I have some, I've had to get, I've had to take my own advice. (laughs) I'm not, I'm still not great at doing it, but on getting help and delegating and having a lot of this stuff, um, you know, saying, Hey, I'd love for this to be built out right now. I'm struggling. Can you give me a hand with that? So I'm trying to work on that and, and make that happen for the resources piece of it. Sure. Absolutely. So if our listeners want to find you on um, your podcast, where can they find you at? Yeah, just look up Man Up to Cancer podcast. I should be on, 
I hope I'm on all the major ones. <laughs> Last <laughs> I checked with a search, I am. But um, yeah, I'm I'm on all the all the um the common platforms. So just search Man Up to Cancer podcast or go to manuptocancer.com. Yeah, that's also just an entry point where you can visit the podcast. You can read more about the private group and see if that's a match for you as a, as a man who might want to join that. Um, yeah. You know, I, one of the things, Pam, I want to address as well, or, or really kind of maybe knock down and Trevor has done a, a phenomenal job of, of breaking down those barriers of like, I, I was, and I was really seriously joking about the, the blood brother and the, kumbaya and all that but i do think oh right 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 i right. do think that men feel like oh i don't want to go to that because i'm trying to move on yeah and i'm trying to do and so i just want to set the record straight too kind of like you just did trevor at, at the 24 hours in the canyon cancer survivorship center we don't do those kinds of things <laughs> you know uh, we firmly believe, Pam, and I know you've seen it, Trevor, you've, pro I, I would venture to say you've experienced it and seen it. Those kinds of discussions happen on their own. We don't facilitate them. You know, we, we've we done um, a, man, a men's fly fishing deal where a day yeah. where we pair them up with a, 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 another guide here in town and provide the equipment and I'd love to walk around and just listen and watch and, of course, take pictures of all the fish that they're catching and, and whatnot. And those discussions happen on their own. Um, we did a deal at the gun range uh, when we partnered with Emerald Police Department. And, you know, you, suddenly you start hearing, now, what did, what did you have? Oh, I had this. And, oh, you did. Oh, I'm, I'm almost finished with my treatment. Did you take? And so those kinds of things happen on their own organically. And that's the beauty of being together with people who are of a like situation. 100% agree. Although you do have to do a blood ceremony if you come into Man Up to Cancer. Sorry, Ryan. <laughs> um, no, I'm totally joking. Well, maybe you'll have to find that out. That may be something uh, we should be adding then. Yeah, no, no. This is so you're talking about meeting men where they're at. Yes. And and every man's going to have different needs on where they're at, but you, you totally agree. For me, it's the camaraderie, sort of a camaraderie and experience, and then let those conversations, like you just said, happen as they happen. You know, COVID has sucked for all this because, you know, we're all meeting on Zoom, which is tough, you know, and we meet on Zoom in our group, which is great. But if we got together, um, it's all about, I think, providing like an experience where men have the option to just be around other guys who are going through the same thing. Yes. And then those, those, those relationships and those conversations are going to have, are going to happen down the road. But to your point, I think men do, men got to own this because we're, we cut, we have all these fears and, and expectations. Like, well, if I go over to this center, if I go to the 24 hour thing, like this is what it's going to be like. And this is how they're going to make me feel. You know, and a lot of that's just hangups over what we've been talking about this whole time, which is, which is, is we're being worried about being seen as weak or being seen as needing support. And again, the more guys we get involved in these organizations and saying, Hey, it's not weakness to say you need a little hand. It's actually a pretty huge sign of strength, buddy. And, yep. and, and it's going to help you get through. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, we, Pam, as, as Pam alluded to in the very beginning of, of the podcast, 
you know, we've, we've put our heads together and we've come up, we got, we've got chart after chart of fantastic ideas waiting to implement these guys. So you guys that are listening, it's not all about flowers, which we've done for women. And we've had guys that showed up for that. <laughs> we've had, you know, we, we it's, it, it's not all about the painting class, which we've had guys show up as well. Absolutely. Um, right. You know, I mean, it, it is, it, it does go both ways. Yeah. Um, Last I checked, the water exercise class and the walking group is not for girls only. Um, you know, so there are things, and I'm telling you, there's more things to do, right, Pam? And guys can get massages too. Guys can get massages. Oh man, that's a necessity. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. So there's a lot of things for you guys that are that are listening. Um, heck, let's say this, Pam. If they've got ideas of stuff they would like to do, let us know. You know, we've got we've got lots of resources and abilities to do things. Um, as we've always said, Trevor, I know you, you in, in, in what you're doing, you can relate to this. There is no manual. So, oh, man, another you, great one. Yeah, you, you write so it true. as you go. You write it <laughs> as you go. And, you know, and that's kind of where we are. It's hey, like if, you fi- if you find one, Ryan, can you send it to me? <laughs> I will. I will. And it's probably going to be really short if I talk <laughs> one because there's not a lot of info in there. So it's just like this podcast. We decided to do a podcast and like, how do we start a podcast? There's no manual. You know, there's book after book after book but it just happens. Well, and that's one, that's one uh, motivating factor about cancer is before cancer, I never would have had the guts to do any of this crap. I would have said, uh, someone else will do that. Uh, They could do, uh, you know, all the fears. Right. And now I'm just like, I'm, I'm just doing it, just winging it and and seeing what happens. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And I also want to encourage our male listeners. Um, if you're not ready to take that first step, but your wife is let her come and see men right. drag you to the yeah. classes yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and listen to her because she's right that's exactly right truth Pam <laughs> is bringing the truth today she is she really <laughs> is. that's the sole reason i keep her around is the truth, <laughs> truth check we've always said trust pam right pam haven't we said that that's right <laughs> that's for true that is the that's the god's honest truth <laughs> I, you know and i think things are changing i think things are changing for the better i, I think you see I think you see more, you are going to see more men that are coming around to sort of looking at cancer and going, man, this is not a solo gig, right? right. It, it just isn't. I mean, there's some things in life that you just need a network, you need support. Oh, and, and and maybe it's just for a time, like you said about people not wanting to, wanting to like do their cancer and move on. That's, you know, to, I totally understand that. Like, and if, so what I always tell the guys who come into the Howling Place is, we are here for you when you need it. If you need it for a time and then it's overwhelming and you don't want to be part of it, that's great. Maybe we helped you for that time. And, or maybe you come back and you need help later. Or if you have, have, maybe you get some support there and then you move on and you put cancer in the rear view mirror, go for that. Absolutely. And and then there are others like, like Joe, who, you know, is stage three and others, you know, I got a good buddy, um, Clint Hartwig, other, others who are part of the admin group who are no evidence of disease, who are technically, you know, they're not there getting support for their own cancer. Well, they are, they're still getting support as survivors, but you know what I mean? Like, right. There are people who get to that point and make the decision to stay involved in advocacy organizations over the long term. Yep. whatever back. And so this circles on one theme that we've talked about today that Pam hit on is just 
individual choice and direction. But but having these different platforms and places to access when and if you need them is a beautiful thing. So that's the beautiful thing about what you're doing. You know, Man Up to Cancer is offering a platform like that right now for people when they need it. And and if it's if it's for a time, that's great. Yeah, we always talk about that as well. It's like we're here when you when you need us, and we're 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 kind of that place that you don't need to know about until you need to know about. But then at the same time, we always talk about how we we hold folks and we kind of walk with them with open hands. And maybe they decide somewhere along the line they decide to um, fly the nest, and you know that we never see them again. And yeah. That, that's the cool thing. And some of them, it's funny, we joke a lot too. I mean, everybody who's listening knows I like to be a little, bring the humor. I like to le levity a little bit. And there's some people that fly the coop and we wish they'd, you know, come back. Not right. because we want to see how they're doing. <laughs> right. And then there's some people that we wish would fly the coop that we never can get rid of. And, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> and I'm just teasing you guys really and truly. Um, but we, we love our survivors, even if it's only just for a very short season of their time, um, yeah. because they do, they decide, you know what, I am doing great. I'm over that hump. I've got, you know, my tool bag, my resources I've learned and they're moving on. Yeah, totally. And, and I will say one thing, one of the issues that has come up recently in our group quite a bit is the issue of loss in cancer support groups, right? I mean, you, you, you build relationships, you get close to people, you love these people, and then you know that a certain number of them are going to pass away. And to stay in the group as that happens, I mean, this is real, this is real life. This is real tough stuff. And, and I've heard some blowback by others around cancer groups in general around that particular issue, like from well-meaning doctors even, or, or people saying, yeah, watch yourself with that. Don't get, you know, and I hear that because it can be overwhelming. And, but I think talking about it and processing that rather than avoiding it yes. is gen just generally my opinion. So I guess, so I say to the guys, if loss is, is kind of throwing you off center and you're not prepared to have that kind of feeling with a group, that's okay. Step away. And if you need us, we'll be there. However, if you're ready, I would encourage you as a cancer, someone going through cancer to be part of that process for someone else. I talk a lot about Ram Das and his quote about walking each other home. And for a lot of the people that I'm close with now and that I love, that's what I have done. And what we have done in the Wolfpack is to walk many of our brothers home to their passing. And there's no greater honor. It is something that I am, that I, that I grieve, but I'm also motivated by at the same time to, to, to be able to do that for someone and know that someone's going to be there to do that for me. Sure. So man, I didn't mean to get all heavy toward the end of the show here, but I did want to touch on that because I've heard a little bit of blowback on this lately. I'm like, wouldn't it be better to be, to actually be part of the group and give that support and receive that support. I feel like the benefits of getting you out of that isolation outweigh this notion of grappling with mortality. Sounds like something else we've talked about survivor guilt. Yeah. 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 We need to talk more about it. I know. I know. Yeah. Gosh. So we can spice things back up toward the end here, Ryan. Uh, <laughs> I'm, 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 you, so I'm used to going in and out of the real, this is, and that's the thing that I do with my podcast too, is man, this is life and death stuff it is. and we get it. We, we see it. We know that. And at the same time we can all, so going in and out of that super heavy to coming up and being like, all right. Um, you know, let's talk about, 
the person who suggested X to me yesterday as the cure to my cancer again and have a good laugh about that. <laughs> I know, you know, it's that's that's oh gosh, that's one of the things you know it's, we we committed to from the outset of of starting uh, at the survivorship center is we we're never going to you know pretend to be involved in medical advice. Um, and yes, shame on those that do because yeah. that don't have MD or DO or something right. their name because that that is really really rough. And uh, our job is to provide good education and good support and do the things that aren't being done and can't be done in a treatment center. Um, and that's kind of the way we look at what it is, you know, but you're right. Oh yeah. There's, Oh man. You know, you've got to bring <laughs> some of that, some of that out because it it is, it's out there. Yeah, totally. And I do have some Himalayan beetroot hanging around that I will sell for $9.99 for the next 10 customers who call me. <laughs> it doesn't do anything but you know, yeah but i, I hear can make it, uh, lots of claims about <laughs> that and lemon lemon water kind of stuff and yeah I don't know. wait wait I, I had that's a new one i gotta take that down hold on yep lemon water. <laughs> that's right if it's potent enough for sure trevor this has been fantastic i i i tell you um i'm hoping that between uh our um collaborative efforts we're trying to break down that you know stigma around Definitely. the wall that men have to put up and absolutely i know we've got a long ways to go but um man i just appreciate what you're doing while you're in the midst of your journey and you know it, it takes i know it takes a toll i'm grateful to do it and i'm grateful to be on here and we are tackling that stigma together and that mission together so just huge thanks to you guys for what you do. Um, let's keep it up. Uh, and, and I'll rally the Texas crew to get involved. That's right. That's so let's leave our listeners on a, an upbeat note. And we like to end our podcast with a Pete's powerful moment. We are sponsored by Pete's car, smart Kia. And Trevor, do you have just a powerful moment that you can leave our listeners with? Yeah, I think I'll, I'll leave it with my, my man, man, Joe Bullock down in North Carolina. The Pete's powerful moment is when he, I had given him a heads up of what kind of the framework I was doing for this made up to cancer thing. And sometimes it just takes that second person to, to join in and really start a movement. And Joe had, you know, I like to say I created the framework or put up the walls, but he's filled the, filled the seats. So that moment when Joe decided that he wanted to take this up as his mission to spend so much of his time effort, energy, love, um, building up man up to cancer and, and helping so many men and their families. That is a powerful moment. And I hope it encourages all of you to, to make a moment like that for yourself. Absolutely. So, you know, Pam, we, we talked about, uh, uh, previously needing our, our folks to do things, our listeners to do things. And I'm just going to say this, are you giving them homework again? I'm going to do some homework. <laughs> I think that's going to be my new thing. I mean, and part of this, I think, is myself. I, you know, when you, we need to get the word out to guys. We need to get this. This podcast right here, I think, can go a long ways in helping men through not only just a cancer journey, but a reg, you know, whatever other journey they're they're on. I mean, we're we're focused on cancer because that's the that's the world we're in. Yeah. Um, but I think there's so many pieces of this of support and 
counseling, mental health focused. Um, you know, you talked about how isolation causes da relational damage um, and, and poor medical outcomes. I mean, that works for, I would say, 99.9% .9 of any situation where isolation is an option. So we're stepping this up to the guy problem, not just the guy cancer problem is what I'm hearing from you. That's right. Yeah, because ultimately it'll get down to the guy cancer problem. <laughs> no, you're, we, you're spot on. We just go big with it and pass this on, especially to your cancer survivor men that you know. Um, I know several people that I think I'm going to make sure and send this link and say, hey, you might take a listen to this and see if this helps. Because I think it's it, 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 means all, it can mean all the world. Um, there's great yep. and amazing resources. And here I sound like I'm getting on my box again, but there's resources out there that are free. Yeah. Free. Trevor, it doesn't cost anything to be a part of the how, no. nope. you know, it doesn't cost anything to come to the survivorship center. It doesn't cost anything to come to and visit with our counselor. It doesn't cost anything to talk to the nutritionist and the dietitian. Right. So Take advantage of these things. Don't don't let the the thought that maybe it it costs something. It costs time. It costs time and, and a little bit of energy, right, Pam? You, well, and sorry to interrupt, but it, it could if you don't do these things, it could cost you a lot more, right? A whole lot more. That's right. That's right. And of course, Pam, we need them to do what with the podcast? Share, like, subscribe, leave us some feedback. We would like to hear what you would like to listen to next um, on another episode. That's right. That's right. Um, and Pam, happy National Nurse Day. What was it? It was Wednesday, Thursday? National Week. We get week. a whole week. They get a you, whole get a, week. you know what? You guys should get a freaking six-month block. I agree. Okay, hey, quick shout out to New England Cancer Specialists and all the oncology nurses there. Yeah, Absolutely amazing. So Pam, I just met you today, but I feel like I know you a little bit through that crew over there. Well, thank you. Amazing work. Yeah. Having having worked with oncology nurses in my previous life, man, they are worth 10 times the, the amount. Amazing. Of, I mean, they, they're treasured. They are very, yep. very, very, very beneficial. So Trevor, thank you again for joining us. Thank you for oh, what thank you, you. Do at manuptocancer.com. Go to manuptocancer.com. Get involved. Listen to Trevor's podcast. He speaks truth. Listen to him. And then make sure you're back here next week for another episode of Beyond the Ribbon. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Beyond the Ribbon. Make sure to subscribe to our weekly podcast and follow us on social media for news and updates. If you'd like more information about the 24 Hours in the Canyon Cancer Survivorship Center, please visit our website, 24survivorship.org. Thanks again, and we'll be back next week.